Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
So I made gumbo, gumbo. Uh, on uh, yesterday, yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? Gumbo. How do you spell that? G-U-M-B-O. It is a soup-type dish, not quite like uh-huh. soup, with a very tangy broth with shrimp, crabs, sausage, gizzards, and you eat it over rice. You always must eat your gumbo over a bit of rice. And it's an African word, and it's a word used throughout Western and Central Africa to refer to okra. In fact, in France, there is no French word. In France, there is no French word for okra. They use the word gumbo in France to refer to okra. So gumbo is a, gumbo I is an example. I'm this stuff from you. <laughs> yeah. So gumbo is an example of an African survival dish in the United States that has been handed down. It's, it's it's eaten mostly in Louisiana and along the Gulf Coast states, like uh, you know, along the Gulf Coast of Mississippi and Alabama, but with the heavy concentration in Louisiana. And people who eat it outside of Louisiana. It's because their families came from Louisiana. So if you're in New York or California, with a lot of Louisiana expatriates, people in California make gumbo because their folks came from Louisiana. And, uh, but Warren, um, I've got too many questions to ask you. To, to ask you. So the, the origin is from West and uh, Central Africa. How long, ago, how long ago has this practice uh, being done in uh, in Louisiana. Well, let me tell you, Thomas Jefferson yeah. had a cookbook. His family had a cookbook. I think his wife or something documented the recipes, and the enslaved people yeah. were making dishes like gumbo on his Monticello plantation. And what is that? The uh, the seventeen eighteen hundreds. So the, the remember the black females. Came, black people came with those skills from Africa. The knowledge, all of that was here. And so the cooking, the culinary technique, these black women did still cook that way, and it was handed down from female to female, you know. Wow. So you, you're you telling me this gumbo thing goes way back into uh, slavery times. Well, we were we were taken from Africa enslaved, and so that's what that would be the starting point of it being here in the America. <laughs> well, Brother Warren, that, that that is interesting. Uh, actually, I've never even thought of this question to, to ask this, this question. Uh, according to what you hear uh, when they tell about the slavery uh, stories. How much was saved as far as our traditions? How much did our people come with? Or was it, my thinking, it was wiped clean? Well, not really no, wiped clean, me, but I know let, about let me, the music. Let, let, I, let me, yeah. No, no. You had the slave trade lasted for a product, the trade. In other words, the transportation of Africans to the Americas, that went on for at least 400 years. And when you were taking, yeah. when you were taking certain ethnic groups, you were taking whole cultural systems and transplanting them to another area. And one of the ways black right. people in the Americas, whether it's the United States, the Caribbean, kept their sanity 
was to preserve things that they knew that the white people didn't know about. So that's how we were able to communicate with each other secretly, maintain our psychological sanity in this chaotic situation we were in. So over time, some things become lost, but other things become permanent, even if the knowledge of where it comes from has been forgotten about. Do we even have a probably a museum or a teaching which uh, tells us the original slaves, this is what they brought with them as far as the culture was oh, yes. concerned, as far as some of the ideas? Yeah, go ahead. There, there are a lot of documentation, a lot of books have come out. Let me give you one example here in, in Louisiana mm-hmm. in particular. We eat rice with almost every dish. Now, that's when people cook food in their home, eat rice. Louisiana was a French colony at first. When the French came right. here and they conquered the Native Americans, the colony was in bad shape. The French were dying of starvation. So they wrote the king of France to ask permission to import Africans from the Senegambia region, Senegal, Gambia region, <laughs> who knew how to right. grow rice. And so many of the enslaved people were requested for their particular skills, horse, horse training, iron smelting, rice growing, uh, cotton, even cotton. Even cotton was being grown on the Niger River and stuff by various groups. And these Europeans yeah. knew about these skills, and so they brought these people over for these particular skills. So rice culture is very big in Louisiana, and it's because of the African, the, the Africans that were brought here. Like the African slaves, the original African slaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wow. the rice culture. So we eat rice with everything, uh, uh, a meal, pretty much eat rice with everything here in Louisiana, southern part of Louisiana in particular. <laughs> Uh, th- this is the first time I'm hearing uh, 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 black people eating. Uh, uh, is, is that just a, a, a black thing, or even the, the white uh, Louisiana people do what? that? Uh, the, the whites do that. What? The, what? Oh, oh yes. Well, the whites do it because because you remember when you know, remember as white immigrants come to certain areas, the black people have pretty much already creolized or created the standard culture. So even when a right. white group of people called Acadians, Acadians who were exiled from Canada in the mid-1700s, came to, they're called Cajuns today, they use the word Cajun. But Acadians were yeah. white settlers exiled from Canada because uh, Great Britain and France had a war, and France lost the war. Britain acquired Canada and required the French-speaking Catholic population in Nova Scotia to uh, give loath of order to the king, they refused. They were exiled to Louisiana. By the time they came to Louisiana in the 1750s, a lot of that cultural food, culinary techniques, the African people had already developed. So whites eat gumbo mm. and all of that. But let me say something. They eat all of that because it was already established here. But the black people, and I'm saying this from a biased standpoint, we are considered the gumbo makers and cookers you go into a black home and gumbo is a very sensitive dish there's certain things you don't do when you make gumbo like you don't put tomatoes <laughs> in gumbo you don't put tomatoes in anything <laughs> okay. like that 
The best gumbo I, I, you have I, I, to I'm eat. Going to, I'm, I'm going yeah. to uh, Google this and try and make it here. I hope it can work in Canada. What's that again? I say I'm going to try and cook this dish. I hope it can work even in Canada. There's a there's a, the, there's a base technique that you have to understand to establish the the broth component. It's called a roux, R-O-U-X, where you take oil and flour and you stir the oil and flour for a long time until it becomes a consistent brown color. That is put right. into the broth. That makes it distinct. That, that, that's why it's not a regular soup. You see what I'm saying? It's not a regular soup. It's the root. Oh. The root is the heart yeah. of your gumbo. So you have to is you have yeah. to start looking up what is the root. R O U X. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it is yeah. very interesting. Is the gumbo eaten only say on Christmas time or it is a regular dish? Oh, it's a, you eat gumbo year round, but on the holidays oh, yeah. you definitely have gumbo. And you know, it's people a, it is started. A yeah, yeah. Uh, people started making gumbo. You know, it, it's, you can eat it any time, but in the in the fall and winter time because it's cold, it's it's, a, it's labor intensive to make the gumbo, and it's always made in a big pot, a big tall pot on the stove. Because you have different things you have to prepare. You have to take your clean yeah. your crab, blue crabs. You have to clean your shrimp. Then you take the shells of the shrimp and you create a stock. When you boil that, then you have your smoked sausages, your hot sausages, your chicken gizzards. You may put small turkey necks in there. Some people put those small pieces of chicken in there. And so... Uh, <laughs> You have different things you have to prepare. And the roux, R-O-U-X, is like the most serious sacred component. If the roux is bad, that gumbo will be bad. If the roux is burnt, <laughs> that gumbo will taste burnt. Yeah, it's the most sacred <laughs> it's the most sacred part of making the gumbo. Yeah. It, it, it sounds so sensitive to me. It sounds like it requires just too many skills. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope, uh, Warren, uh, mm-hmm. uh, this tradition will keep on um, because it, oh, go, I'm it's, like the national it's like the national yes. dish of Louisiana gumbo. So yeah, it would always carry on. But I want to say this. Yeah. The best gumbo to eat is homemade. Not even restaurant gumbos are that good because I guess with restaurants you gotta take a shortcut. And so the home yes, gumbo is the best to taste the home gumbo gumbo person yeah. in the home. Yeah. You you know, as you describe it, uh it reminds me of the West African dish I used to eat at my Ghanaian uh, uh, friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Every Sunday, Brother uh, Warren, they will mm-hmm. get all, all the, uh, what, what, are, what are we going to call them? Um, the remains of the, of, of the week. You know, you, you have okay. you've eaten Left a little bit of this. Leftovers, leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. You've eaten a little bit of this, you put it in the fridge, but on on Sunday, uh, the, the Ghanaian family mm-hmm. will do 
they'll bring everything together and mix them in one pot. Mm-hmm. Okra, mm-hmm. fish, this, mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and they'll make. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think it was disgusting, but it was it was interesting. Anyway, uh, good lesson uh, there you, you've given us. Let me check on my friends over uh, here. Doctor Katonso, good morning. Let me see how much they have learned. Hello, Doctor Katonso. <laughs> Okay, we don't know what happened with Dr. Kasonso's phone. Dr. Kasonso, if you can hear us, we can't hear you. So you may have to drop and uh, come in again. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Baroja. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everyone on our uh, uh, broadcast this morning. Uh, it's an interesting topic uh, you guys are talking about, uh, about Gambo, and I'm glad you uh, a little bit mixed with uh, West African uh, uh, recipes. Uh, the Nigerians, I think they do the same thing. And uh, I visited Louisiana at the airport. There's a this I mean, I forgot her name. The, the famous restaurant, Gambo. That's the first thing Yuki, I did when I went to Louisiana. Uh, when Is I visited Louisiana, there's a famous, there's a famous lady. Uh, what's I don't even yeah, know. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I talking about Leo Chase. Leo Chase restaurant, Dookie Chase. Maybe you're talking about. In, in Louisiana, right? Uh, I think in, she's in, very in, famous. In New Orleans in particular. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I visited there, so I had gumbo for, for my uh, my first time. And uh, Roger, you did pose a question about uh, the contribution of uh, 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 the slaves and, uh, I mean, what they brought when they came in. And one thing you have to remember, mm. too, this, when the slaves who are coming here, they were not all, you know, they were just getting on the uh, uh, right to passage. You know, they're just getting to the age of uh, starting knowing their culture, and they were stripped away from their culture. So when they came, they were coming here, not all of them, they, they, you know. Um, oh, they were young people. Uh, they were young people in, they, in, 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 in other yeah. ways. That's sad. That's one thing that's very, very you know, when you think about slavery, that's one of the things that uh, it's really, can you imagine a, you're a teenager, you're, you're getting a teenager, underage, you know, and then you, you, yeah. you, you, you bring them here. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about the sadness about slavery, you know, they were getting yeah. young people that's to a good know point. nothing and then turn, you know, uh, and, uh, but the, contribu- the contribution uh, to cooking, music, and the food, even in Africa itself, you know, the colonials, when they came, remember, some of them, they didn't know how to cook, you know, so they, 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 would, mm-hmm. they would be working with a cook in the kitchen, they would have said, well, oh, just potatoes, just make them the way, just just make it, you know, so it's a, it's a very, these two people, when they met, and I hope we appreciate each other, you know, a lot, there's a lot of things that have come out of it, and it should be only one-sided, you know, uh, yeah, I like to say this. One of the things I, I've always loved to do for over 30 years is introducing continental Africans to the, to, to the history and culture of African-Americans because the way it is talked about, you, you would have to really – be intimately involved with the African-American community to kind of understand things. Now, when we talk about cultural transmission, 
the women is always the first teacher of the child. So if you look at the United States, the Gulf Coast region, Louisiana, and the uh, Georgia and South Carolina areas, what made them unique was that they had a black majority for much of their existence during the colonial time. And that black majority kind of kept fertilization of, of what we call African cultural practices. So we're talking about cuisine now, but also in language. So the enslaved Africans creolized the English language in the low coast country of Carolina and Georgia. And in Louisiana, because initially it was a French colony, there's a creolized French that is still spoken here in southern Louisiana. The religion, how black people Africanized the Christian religion. When I was coming up, and you don't see it too much in the, now because things change, the services of black people had a situation where when the music became intense and the preaching became intense, the ladies would go into a trance-like state. That's well documented all across the United States. And all these, all these things are African practices. We had relatives who talked about, you know, you would wear certain things around your neck, keep evil away. We had all of that stuff. They call it voodoo or hoodoo. <laughs> so these practices, the, and the music is an endless topic. The, uh, even the food, okra. Okra was brought here. Black eyed peas, mm. watermelon. Uh, the growing of peanuts, all of these were African contributions to agriculture and botany and bot the guinea fowl, the guinea hen, these little small dark chickens, gray or black chickens. That was yeah, brought from Africa. Guinea fowl. We call it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we've got a language about uh, the guinea fowl. What is it called in our language yeah. again? Bemba. Inkanga. Inkanga. Yeah. That's a guinea fowl. Inkanga. And let me tell you this, even architecture, southern architecture, where you have a porch, the veranda where you sit outside of the house, that was African yes. contribution. The porch. You I see, agree with architecture. that. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> we, we do that all so the time. That is our way of, of, of living. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree yes. with that 100%. Dr. Patrick, well, let me Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll call Dr. Patrick. Hello, Dr. Patrick. Good morning. Okay, Dr. Patrick. Moe Kalini. Dr. Patrick, Merry Christmas to you. Is it belated? Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to my brothers and sisters. And, and happy Kwanzaa. I was reminded by Brother... Uh, 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 Brother Warren, we have to have uh, Happy Kwanzaa with us. Oh yes, yes, definitely, definitely, yes. The, the, so, the, this um, is a, a, another Christmas. whole subject. We, we we need to learn quite a bit about uh, uh, Kwanzaa. Uh, we all know it is. Uh, something I think which has been brought from West uh, uh, Africa somewhere out there or um, the Swahili thing, but not much. I think we haven't given it much thought. So I, I, I think one day we'll, we'll give it a, 
uh, some good lesson there, Dr. Patrick. Yes, yes. Just, just think in terms of it being a unifying um, celebration of Africanism. Mm. Right. And it's, it, it, just, just think of this every day of the week, seven days of the week. I just think in terms of it having an impact and a meaning, a meaningful um, I like that. thrust thrust towards mm. unity. So um, whenever we rarely talk about Kwanzaa. Uh, we rarely talk about it, Patrick. We rarely, yeah, rarely we do. And, but um, just thinking of, of Kwanzaa, it, it brings a lot of pain. And it also brings a lot of hope and a lot of respect to to people of color. So just just mm. think about it. If and any of the brothers and sisters who have time, uh, call it up or or Google it and 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 reflect yeah. on the seven principles of, of Kwanzaa. And you're talking about unity. You're talking about self determination. You're talking about collective work and responsibility. It's all of these are our principles. You're talking about purpose, creativity, and faith. So when when you merge all of them together, that's that's the um, the black mantra going forward. And also looking at Japan side, Umoja, Kuji Kuchikuria, Ijima, Ijima. Uh, Nia and let's see what's uh Kuamba and Faith Imani. Uh, Imani. 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 Yeah, that's great. Right. So um you're right now. I have Doctor Patrick. <laughs> and all um, and, and talking about foods and culinary um cuisines. Whenever you talk about uh, cuisines in, in New Orleans and cuisines in South Carolina, North Carolina, New York, throughout the, the continents of the USA, and to a degree, and most like, most definitely in Hawaii, and to a degree in Alaska, what you're talking about is African foods. If 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 anyone has a chance to to um, travel and enjoy uh, some Angolan food. There's one that even if you go to have Angolan food in in Portugal, they will serve you something as bitak. And when you say bitak, mm-hmm. what's bitak? It's steak and eggs. If you go to South Africa, say Johannesburg, or some people call it Joburg, but if you go to Johannesburg, and you go to some of the, the restaurants there, the Montar restaurant, if you walk into that restaurant and you close your eyes and you taste the food, you're going to taste greens, you're going to taste ham hock, you're going to taste chicken, you're going to taste cornbread. You're going to say, wait a minute now. What is this doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the States, and here we have African old American food. So it, it, it's there. It's grown as, as, as my brother's state. It, it, it's us 
putting a little taste, a little shine, a little sugar, a little spice to foods that we've um, grown to develop and create out of sometimes necessity and out of a lot of times of love. So they, it made me smile when Brother is talking about foods. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you may, you know, you may have missed it, but I was waiting to say this, but Brother Warren jumped uh, right in and added added this 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 um architectural um um architectural presence to the to the to the country. Many of yes. us and many of Americans they walk out on our porch. Zambians, they say, 
may not have any idea is because we are one piece of the puzzle. So some of the things that uh, the Afro-Americans we missed read, out. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. don't tend to fall unless you read. So, but otherwise, I'm very familiar with what was uh, talking about. Okay. I want to. I want to add. I want to add. Mm-hmm, I like to add this to uh, another thing. Another feature of what we call African American cuisine is the uh, taste for leafy greens. Leafy greens, such as mustard yeah. greens and collard greens. And you find in Africa, there there's a lot of dishes with bitter leaves and greens. Yeah. And the the taste for mustard greens and collard greens throughout the United States among African Americans connects us to that hand down. Point number two, I am reluctant to use the term West Africa because West Africa is not a country. It just happens to be an area of the continent. The enslaved Mm -hmm. Africans were brought also from Central Africa, Angola, Congo, a significant part of the population, East Africa, Mozambique, and Madagascar. Madagascar, thousands of Malagasy people were brought to the Americas. It is even in the family history of African Americans. And in Louisiana, where I'm from, I, I have the documentation of my African ancestors on documents. I knew what countries they came from. I knew what ethnic groups they came from because it's in documentation. And so the blacks in the Americas, the United States, the Caribbean, uh, the Spanish-speaking countries, we are a mixture of many. Because that slave trade, think about it, the trade, as they call it, was 400 years. You can't keep getting the same people from the same spot for 400 years. No, you can't. They're coming in in from all over. I mean, black bodies was like gold to white people. And coming in from Madagascar, one of my ancestors, two of my ancestors, they're from Madagascar. We have the documentation for that. My DNA, my DNA test results matches me to Malagasy people. One young lady and her son who lives in the States, we've been communicating. And uh, these people, they call Tuareg people. That's in uh, Mali and uh, Western Sahara. And those people, many of them were captured and caught into the slave trade. They are the ancestors. Of, and there's a lot of documentation of Muslim, enslaved Muslims, writing in Arabic on these plantations. Many books written, documentaries made. One guy was a prince. Yeah. He was a Fulani prince from Guinea, in the highlands of Guinea. He was brought to Mississippi. He was a slave Mississippi. One of the white guys happened to be in Natchez, recognized him because back in Guinea, this guy's father saved the white guy's life. So the white guy Mm -hmm. started to lobby the senators to free him, and ultimately he and his wife goes to Liberia. They have like 11 children in slavery. They had 11 children. They were able to go to Liberia. He dies. He dies when he gets to Liberia, but they were on a fundraiser to raise money to purchase their children. So, because you see, slavery, you were somebody's property. 
You, I mean, to be let go, you had to be bought or, or the owner had to just let you go. So my point is this. This guy was, a, was from a royal family in Guinea. He was a Fulani, I mean, a scholarly family. He went to school in Timbuktu is where he went to school. His father sent him to school. You have African-Americans walking around, going to jail, living on the street, thinking they're the N-words come from these kind of people. That is powerful. I've told the story, uh, Brother Warren, uh, on this thread, Dr. Patrick is here, how um, me as an individual, uh, Roger here, I was mm-hmm. told by my grandmom, I was a perfect fit of a person uh, back in the day who could have been uh, been sold into slavery. That's what my my grand my grandmom told me. She said, mm. "You are a perfect fit because you talk too much. You could have easily been given away um, into into mm-hmm. slavery." Uh, <laughs> I, 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 go, go ahead, You want to say something? Yeah, but you know, um, <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the lesson about uh, people coming from different parts. Uh, actually, if yes. it is true that the slave trade was a melting pot of different African cultures, because human beings were turned into products that were sold and mixed in various permutations uh, in different locations. So that melting pot really uh, typifies the different facets and different life of the African people. Uh, I also actually uh, agree with the notion, uh, we, the recent immigrants, or the the people who come from Africa now, uh, we are the ones who know who know the clear distinctions of what West Africans are, uh, Southern Africans are, and people from Malagasy. But what we are, we have are the current the current combinations. They are not the historical combinations of people from there. So in a way, the pure breeds are the ones who have these various combinations of the entire continent of, of Africa, and in, yes. in various uh, locations. Yeah, that's what I just yeah, want to say about Yeah, that's a pure, pure breed. I, yeah. I, I like that. But again, listening to these stories, you know, uh, uh, Brother Warren, Dr. Patrick here, I don't know if it gives you, one, a lot of joy, but at the same time, a lot of uh, sadness uh, if you see again and again what has been stolen from us. Uh, a lot, a lot has been uh, uh, stolen uh, from us. Okay. Uh, again, we are going to do a show one day, uh, either at the end or next week, about Kwanzaa. Uh, so, Dr. Patrick Barawaran, be ready as to give us a nice presentation how this tradition was uh, was started. What happens? Uh, how can we, brother uh, brother Noah, uh, involve we? Uh, the continental, I, I like the way the uh, Brother Warren used, the, the continental Africans, some of us who just came um, to appreciate, to appreciate this and be, be part of this, uh, be part of this uh, celebration. 
today, uh, Nathan and I yesterday uh, said, oh, no, we are taking a break. But then I said, okay, we didn't tell our people. It would be rude for us to, to just stay, stay away. Uh, so here we are. We have a show. Uh, and, uh, of course, our people, you, you, are, you are here. Uh, just a few things. Brother Warren, when you type, um, again, like I said, I'm hearing your keystrokes. Uh, so you can either mute your phone and then you can only uh, you keep t- typing. Uh, but when you want to. Oh, talk, yeah, I'm so, I'm pa- your... I apologize about that. I, yeah, I'll send in the text. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, what a year uh, it was, 2020. Um, it's been, I'm, I'm not even sure where, where to uh, start from. Um, Brother Noah, you are on top here. Uh, just give me something uh, to, to work with. I've got a whole line of 2020. Uh, I don't want it to come from me. Uh, what a year it was to you. What what made, um, well, what comes on top? Of course, coronavirus, but stay away from it. What comes on top well, for you as far as 2020 is concerned? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so 2020, of course, it's been a very interesting year. And what comes to mind when I think of 2020 as we are walking towards the end and into 2021 is that 2020 has been a year that has accorded us an opportunity to think outside the box and to do things that we wouldn't have otherwise dreamed of. For instance, there has mm. been this like in virtual meetings, virtual conferences, yeah. in Zoom and these technology apps, I'm sure they've made some killing. So I think that comes out to mind because I think we've been able to be in touch with different people from across the world just uh, on these media platforms talking, I mean, meetings and Zoom. So for me, that stands out as one of the main things that we have been able to think outside the box and could still conduct business. Of course, COVID is around, but of course, business has to proceed and continue. So 2020 mm. at least has enabled uh, some of us uh, in some leadership capacity of some sort uh, to think outside the box, to dream of new ways of yeah. doing things. And also, I've heard so much people talking about uh, the end is almost near, as if when you transition to 2021, that uh, COVID will end. So, in my humble opinion, the same will continue even in 2021. It's just that we are thankful that the U.S. has had a a semi comfortable. Election, of course, there are certain things that uh, people are still waiting to see what's going to happen. But at least we are thankful for mm. 2020 just for the election process. We are thankful that the yeah. vaccine has been developed, I mean, in 2020. So I think I'll, I'll end there for now because I know we have a lot of people. So yeah. they, know they say everything. So I, I are you surprised, uh, Brother Noah, before I move down? Um <laughs> That Africa somehow we we've been um, uh, spared as far as the the, the virus is concerned. Uh, were, were you surprised 
and now we see the, the I don't know if it's a strain which has come from South Africa. They really want to push that story. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just skeptical with the media, uh, uh, trying to uh, trying to say, well, Africa cannot. Be, they, they were expecting us to be wiped out, but that has not yeah, happened. Yeah. Yes, yes, I think, yeah. So on the public health front, of course, we were very concerned when we saw COVID-19, of course, especially in the uh, early phase of it, sometime in March and <coughs> April. So we're thinking in Africa, when this thing reaches there, it's going to sort of devastate all the healthcare system. But there <coughs> has been a lot of talk in the background in terms of black people having a little bit of immunity because I think this, I cannot go like on the record, but I think there are certain things that we have sort of um, tried to figure out, I think, from a public health perspective because uh, most Africans, for instance, when you look at Zambia, the cases for COVID-19 are less compared to South Africa. So in South Africa, they have malaria, and whereas no, in South Africa, they don't have malaria, and there is no need for them to get the BCG injection and other preventative measures for malaria. But when you look at places where they have had malaria, uh, they take that BCG injection. So there has been some conversation in the background that uh, Africa has been spared for the most part, especially places where they have the BCG injection, is because maybe there could be a protective factor but when you look at the cases in South Africa, it's been more compared to Zambia because of malaria. So that's one of the theories. But for me, I think mm. I'm very happy and pleased knowing that the cases that we've had so far in Africa, they don't amount to what we see here in the United States. And then at the same no. time, that gives, uh, I think, a little bit of leg room for African countries to think ahead because when we look to these developed nations coming up with all these vaccines. Most of our people are just waiting that somebody's going to hand them the vaccine. So I think yeah. that in Africa, we develop uh, institutions that to focus on research. And in order for us to have those institutions, you need government that are going to treasure the importance of uh, research. Because in order for anyone to have research, you need you need the funding. So I think uh, yeah. it has been a very good year for 2020 in that African leaders, for the first time, were not able to travel abroad to seek medical uh, um, I mean, treatment. <laughs> so I think, mean. <laughs> yeah, so that one, I think it should resonate <laughs> themselves. Like, hey, we have to do something. Yeah. All right, so thank you. I love it. I love I, that one who, who, who goes my headline probably for my post uh, on Facebook. Uh, 2020 African leaders unable to go for medical for medical checkups. That, that one is the best one. <laughs> I like I like here. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I really do. Uh, I, I like that theory, uh, brother. No, actually. Uh, that because of probably ma- malaria, we have this uh, immunity. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because if you look at the most populous country, which is Nigeria, um, a lot of people would say maybe South Africa has more more traffic uh, than 
most countries. But Nigeria, I'm sure, beats South Africa just because of their population. So they have more traffic coming to Nigeria than would go uh, to, to, to South Africa. So the immunity thing comes, coming from malaria, to me, makes a lot of, a lot of sense. Brother Warren, 2020 yes, is about to go. Uh, what comes out uh, 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 on top of your, your mind? Uh, of course, COVID should be there, uh, but there should be something, I'm sure. I, I think that uh, in hindsight, I think that what uh, African people worldwide should learn from this is that when there's uh, something that's killing people, that once again, we're going to be the ones, you know, looked upon to take the brunt of a lot of this uh, bad situation. And so we must have a mindset that we can't always depend on the state, the establishment as we look up to. The African continent should have a robust equivalent of a Center for Disease Control that African countries might need to defer to, controlled by Africans, African medical researchers, for the interest of the survival of the people on the continent. In the United States, the African-American community must develop robust uh, organizations that look at medical, civil rights, uh, health care. Like you have an NAACP, we might need to have something to specifically look at uh, our African-Americans getting uh, first care medical services based on different things controlled by doctors and physicians. Because it, when this stuff happens again, and it's killing people outright in large, large numbers, we don't know if we have seen the end of this type of thing. We need to know that uh, there are people who just uh, are willing to write us off and let us be sacrificial lambs, yeah. and that should concern us. So it's one thing to get PhDs and have our children score high test scores in math and science and ACT. But at the end of the day, we can't assure the very biological survival of ourselves. None of that stuff is worth anything. I like that. Um, because that, 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 that has been the, 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 the mystery, actually, where we find the Africa uh, has been spared. And then we come to the U.S. It is a totally different story. It is the, uh, the people of color who have been affected more uh, by COVID-19 uh, than anyone, uh, anyone else. Um, one of the stories, Brother Warren, we don't talk about much is our own survival. Uh, mm -hmm. Africa, number one, as a continent, we are the only ones remaining with fresh water. We are the only ones remaining with a good arable land. China wants that land. Mm -hmm. uh, the white population want to, uh, somewhere they, they want to produce uh, food in the next uh, 100 uh, years, of course they'll have an interest in eliminating uh, a lot of people in, uh, in, in Africa. I, 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 I like that. I do like that. But I'm about to say we had, the, again, we had a lot of issues. Black Lives Matter, Donald Trump, we lost, which was very good. Coronavirus, uh, you know, all those uh, things. But uh, say your mind here. Uh, 20, 2020 for me, Roger, I think everyone is aware, was uh, a reflection year for me because of uh, what I went through. 
Um, right. I forgot how to walk. I forgot mm. how to walk. I lost a lot of weight. I was just, mm. you know, uh, I was I was a mess. And uh, for mm. me to see the friend, uh, uh, f- to be a Zambian and no relatives and no family, and uh, to see you guys, your support, and be there for me, your encouragement and everything. And today I'm able to drive and to be doing something, uh, it has made me to think the people that you meet, you know, uh, it's not just by accident. They will come and help you. The friendship that you develop is very, very, very important. I, 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 yeah. You know, I know you guys took took time out just to talk about me, took time just to, to tell the world that uh, we have a brother here who speak. And uh, the help from the medical people, the people with uh, uh, helped me to walk again. And it, it has, uh, you know, when uh, people say it takes a family to, le- to raise a child, the organization that yes. you guys make, you know, the, the, uh, the community, the churches and everything, you know, uh, it, it, it made me to think, you know, and mm. to appreciate life and to appreciate friends. And every child you see on the road, don't look down upon that person. Someday that person will, be, will, will come and rescue. Some, someday in life that mm. person will come and help people out, you know. Don't, don't look down on anybody. Because you guys, you know, this year for me, you guys are real come out and uh, help me. Just like I, I've told you, no family. Just my by myself, but today I'm walking, I'm driving again, and I'm able to do something. I can take up, I can go to Louisiana again. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thank yeah. you, everyone yeah. on Zambia Block Talk Radio, and thank yeah. you, everyone who's listening. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. It everyone. was uh, a big story so in, in that effect. I, I, we, 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 I will remember, but uh, say, yeah. It was yes. a and really, I don't have really big story. And I don't have words, you know. But now, total, I don't have a total of a name. What if one bench don't have a total of a mipale? You know, thank you, Okay, uh, there he, he had to go local so he can express himself with much, 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 much deeper. How much uh, grateful, uh, brother, um, uh, Chisewe was while he went through a very, very, very serious uh, illness. But we thank God he is, uh, is here. Uh, Dr. Kasoso in, in, in Washington, uh, uh, D.C., you summarize uh, your 2020 in one sentence as being what? Uh, I think for me, uh, first let me just say, Kurivayama, you are in our prayers and we thank God for your recovery. And uh, uh, your voice is very important on this blog. And what you do is highly appreciated. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, um, uh, I can summarize it in one word, the comeback story. You know, it's like 
you you come to uh, the pinnacle of life, and then you lose everything mm. you have. You lose everything you have, and then comes the year 2020, and then you just begin to see one by one the things you lost fall in place, fall in place, fall in place, and uh, you know. I feel like coming out of 2020, I feel like a brand new baby. <laughs> I feel like um, a guy who went through fire and he's um, on the other side, shakes his head, and he says, did I do just that? You know, I, I'm thankful to God, and I'm thankful uh, for your prayers. Uh, and I just um, would like to... Uh, encourage everyone that uh, uh, we must have a sense of destiny. No matter what hits you, destiny will carry you through it. And when you have a setback, don't take a step back. There's mm. always a come. There's always a comeback. And um, I'm, I'm set. For 2021. Yeah. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking big, but I can't say much. But. Um, 2020 was like a comeback, mm. comeback story. Yeah. I, li- I like that. We need to think uh, big I, and we I need would to like move. to add on to that. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Dr. Patrick. Yes, I would like to add on to that. Um, uh, his brother's comments are, are very important. And a lot of things happened during the 2020 year, uh, which we don't talk about. But we felt, and when I say a lot of things have happened, there's been a lot of suicides, Uh, suicides that result from the calamities that we've experienced. And what I want to share with my brothers and sisters is a few things, and I want them to think about it, and I want them to share it with their their family, uh, their permanent as well as extended families these thoughts and hopefully it will bring some relief to them that will uh, continue their travels through life into 2021 uh, not to give up there's 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 a word in the song which is very meaningful and the, the, the song the words are the sun will come out tomorrow which means that do not do not give up, uh, even though it may be dark right now, and you may be in the abyss right now. The sun will come out tomorrow. There is um, also realize that life is a roller coaster, and it goes down a great deal when you think of roller coasters. It goes down, but what happens? It comes up. The roller coaster goes down, but it comes up. And and in the movie, if if brothers and sisters have not seen it, get a chance or take time to look at It's a Great Life. The individual in the movie moves along through the, the passages, but he doesn't realize his wealth and his importance that he's given to to individuals that may not even think about 
he <clears throat> may not even think about. But once he's gone, the impact that his life made for these individuals are huge, are humongous, are great. So my brothers and sisters, if you're thinking about even contemplating about leaving the world, what grace that you will take from us when you leave is very important. We need you. You may not feel or you may not think about it at this particular time, but we need you. So stay with us, brothers mm. and sisters. And, and, and one more thing. If you will recall, Oprah Winfrey shared with us a story that she had when she and a, a, a loved one broke up. And she was very angry with this person. For the next mm. 20 years, she was angry at this person until one day she walked up and who was walking towards her? This man. And she looked at the man and she saw on the man's face that he was he was happy. He had not a minute about her. And she realized that she was living in misery when this person wasn't thinking about her. So brothers and sisters, so brothers and sisters, if you're thinking about leaving and that you're going to hurt someone by leaving us, you don't hurt them. They will continue on. The way you get even if that's in your mind is to stay with us, to help us, to love us, and to help us love you. <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> that is that that is powerful. Yeah, well, well, well put, uh, uh, Doctor Patrick. Well, 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 well put. Yeah. Um, again, the uh, Zamba Block Talk Radio uh, Block Family. Uh, to me, always wins uh, the year. Uh, we entered in uh, the twelfth, the twelfth year. And uh, I, I, I just hope the wisdom, the knowledge uh, we've been able to get from uh, this blog uh, yeah, continues to grow, idea. and we can be, we can we can use it uh, a little bit uh, a little bit more. Okay. Um, I've got two one four here. It's a familiar number. Two one four. Good morning. Good morning, good, good morning. Good morning. Uh, brother Nyambe, how are you? Good. How are, how's everybody doing? Everybody's okay. I, I saw you on, uh, was it Facebook? You know, you know that little thing they've started now with your baby nice and happy? You are laughing there. I said, okay, this is what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, where does uh, and I and I'll give reason why I'm asking this question. Black Lives Matter movement in 2021. Where does it go? Um, now this is 
when someone talks about Black Lives Matter, they are mostly thinking about the American, the American Black Life. Uh, yeah, a little bit to the Canadian here, a little bit to the European, but a greater part of it uh, is um, uh, American. But I want you have talked about uh, the uh, self-preservation of black people. Uh, this is not just for America, but this goes to the uh, to the continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I, we say black lives matter, brother brother Warren, we are almost mm-hmm. probably preaching to the white guy to treat the black man uh, fairly. Mm-hmm. In the African context, what will, what does Black Lives Matter mean in the continental uh, African? Because that is where our my worry is uh, mm-hmm. the survival of the African continent. I, I to me, I don't I don't see it. How how do we apply Black Lives Matter to the continental Africa? I think that's a very good uh, discussion or topic you you bring up. And I would say in a continental context, Black Lives Matter should mean that the nations we're living in should have uh, a leadership that sees its people, that sees the humanity of its people over the interests or relationship with outsiders who may bring gifts. Let me say that again. I think for the continental African context, for the continental African context, Black Lives Matter should mean that the African governments must have a leadership that looks at its population, its humanity, as paramount, of primary importance over the interests of outsiders coming in bearing gifts, which means that there must be an investment in its population. That's why I give the utmost respect to people like Fidel Castro and Hugo Chavez, because what they did is they, they tried to make sure that their program reached the bottom of the population in education, in health care, in arts and culture, which gave the people. You ever been to Cuba? Cuban people are very, very proud people. They are very competitive people. They're clean people. You go to their you go to their, their homes and you go to their apartments in Cuba they're very clean. It's as if they had been prepared to compete with others who may want to do them harm in terms of putting them at the bottom. And so these African leadership networks, that, that's, a, that's a, a PC term for, uh, you know, for, for dictators or whatever classes of people that feel that they should be the ones in charge, they must see the humanity of their population, and they must invest or else they'll be cre- they're creating problems they're creating the problems, and they themselves will not escape unharmed themselves. History shows that. They will not escape unharmed. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. 
Um, others, what do what, what do we say? Uh, especially in the in the Zambian context, uh, this week uh, was uh, very sad uh, to see uh, people die uh, just because they want to stand up with their uh, opposition leader. Uh, a lawyer was gunned down uh, in the in, in the in the in the pro, in, in the process. Because also Black Lives Matter yeah. in the context of Africa, in the context of Zambia. How do we yeah. survive this? Because we can we can, we cannot continue to preach to others when our own lives don't make any sense within ourselves. Yeah, you see, first, uh, before I comment on Zambia, I've been impressed because I'm, a, I'm an ardent fan of the EPL in England. And um, they, 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 they have actually taken Black Lives Matter to the, to the football pitch. And every time we're watching a game, uh, they, 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 there is that announcement through the popular sport uh, that uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, and they they take the sign of the, the Black Lives Matter and, and new. Yeah, so we have to also think about Black Lives Matter, even right here in the United States, not just in comparison to other races, but in comparison to each other. Uh, sure. Because uh, you 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 you'll see the way we treat each other in the Black community here. Uh, we also have to reflect the values of Black Lives Matter among ourselves mm. right here. Then in the context of Zambia, uh, it, it means, it, you know, we always have talked about this. Uh, you know, I'm a herald now for more than five years that incompetent leadership in the Republic of Zambia doesn't uh, see the essence of uh, noble public policy that brings to the core uh, the fact that you know, black lives matter, people matter. They, For example, this past week you just talked about, they created that event, a futile event, and a very unnecessary event, where they start provoking the opposition. They come up with mm. a, a silly charge, a silly charge with, with, the, with, with literally uh, no evidence and no nothing. They come up with a silly charge. So they created that event, and now the opposition are charged up with great support. The, their leader goes to to court and people come. From the event they created, they sent police across the whole city. And, you know, police on duty on that particular time wasted economic resources. First of all, that court case was not even supposed to, the, the, the police thing was not even supposed to be created. It is a silly government, creates a silly case, and then they create artificial tension in the country, and then they come back and kill two people themselves. You know, so we 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 hope that we can have a government in our country that values life and don't create childish events just so that they can murder people, or intimidate people, or bully people. Everybody in Zambia, when they you go to court, whether the case is serious or not serious. You have solidarity of people coming to to, to be with you. To Shimbo Kambuya, yeah. people go with you. Chilufia, Chil, oh, sorry, Chilufia, Chil, who is this Minister of Health? Uh, Chilufia, Yeah, whatever, mix one where the last name sounds like the first name and the first name sounds like the last name. So uh, it's, it's a mix, just you can call him anything. He also had people dancing for him, going to uh, for his solidarity. 
Every time we have a politician go to the police or the court in the Republic of Zambia, we have that. Then you go and read Lungu's uh, uh, post or uh, afterthought on the event. He is condemning uh, people, HH supporters, coming with him to court. What does he think of HH? You know, does his life matter to him? And also, does the life of the people who support HH matter to him? You know, we need to have <clears throat> the infrastructure of government run by people who value life. Uh, from these events we see in Zambia, we do not have that. We do not have that. They only value their children and they value their, their, their little pockets where they put stolen money. That's it. Uh, well put, we can go across um, uh, Africa right now. Um, in South Africa, the, the level of uh, hopelessness, uh, especially among the youth, that is for the entire continent, actually, among the youth is so high, the amount of uh, hopelessness. Uh, yes, here in Canada we have our own uh, problems, but you can see a young man leaves school he has a job uh, 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 next time. They have other things they complain about, but they are not complaining about something uh, where to probably sleep or eat. Um, this is across the continent. Uh, the war in Ethiopia continues. They are, they are still fighting uh, over there. Yeah, we can say there is foreign influence, Brother Warren. There is a foreign this, that foreign influence. They are only using our own inbred resentment towards each other. So they use uh, that as a, as a, as, a, as a catalyst. I'll probably say. Either Brother, um, before I call Brother Pat, uh, uh, Dr. Patrick, Brother Noah. Or oh, Brother Nyambe, uh, your, your thought. Uh, this one should be uh, big. Uh, how do we survive as a people, black people? How do we survive when we ourselves uh, sometimes uh, fail to treat each other uh, fairly? Um, go ahead, uh, Brother Noah, Wachisewe, or Brother Nyambe. This is to say, well, I will, I will, I will very quick. Uh, uh, Warren put it right, and uh, Dr. Kasoso too did put it right. Warren gave an example. I'll, uh, I'll go with uh, Chavez. I don't know much about Chavez. Uh, I didn't. Uh, let me just uh, put it, Cuba, because I've met a lot of people from Cuba, and I've been coming with a lot of people, people uh, from Cuba. I'm real impressed with uh, Cuban uh, people, no matter if it's uh, black or, or uh, Caucasian. You know, I'm impressed with uh, with uh, with the Cubans. Then uh, Dr. Casonso gave an example of trumped up uh, charges. Uh, the P, uh, the uh, this current government is, is it's doing. It's a very very serious uh, uh, problem with this uh, government. Uh, to uh, what they're doing to HH. Some of us we don't want HH is because of the way it's gone about politics. Not to start. At, uh, uh, give, uh, uh, coming up with uh, Trump up, uh, charges. And can you imagine if America knows that uh, this is how we treat uh, uh, our, our people? I'm impressed with American embassy coming to tell uh, the Zambian government that, you know, they should bring the book, 
the people have done this crime because I know the gov- American government knows how Zambian government is. You know, it's not. I mean, it's very frustrating. So, but but Dr. Sonso has uh, 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 brought up a good uh, point, and uh, Brother Warren. And when we say about when we say when we talk about America, why America? Uh, matters is because the way they treat uh, uh, people. You know, some of us we have a voice because we are here in the United States. Uh, yeah, I, I was pointed uh, uh, when I was in Zambia. Uh, the, I know the police pointed a gun at me because of uh, I didn't I didn't want to stop at the roadblock. I did not do any crime, and they said that she said when we in the shoot. My brother had to jump and said I shoot the police officer. do you mean because you know because I didn't. There's no reason for a police officer would have pointed a gun at me at at at, uh, at, uh, at that day, you know. So the way we treat each other, it matters, you know. So uh, good discussion, uh, Roger, and I hope somebody is listening. And I hope well, not just listening. I hope the the, the people who are here uh, who have traveled, we go and change things, you know. But mm-hmm. we will go and change things. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I like how I've written it down here. The people who, who killed is it in Samansama and and Kasonde have to be brought. The people responsible for their deaths have to be uh, brought to to book. Um, if there is one thing I think we should all rally behind, we should make sure this happens, um, because it's happening too too often. Dr. Patrice, why don't you summarize uh, with uh, with this the the black love? Uh, we we need a little bit more of uh, uh, the black love before anyone else. We can demand it from somebody else. For we can demand it from anywhere else. Um, this we should ask among us ourselves. We need a little bit more of uh, black love. Uh, go ahead, Dr. Patrick. In addition to black love, we should always remember our own definition and not let others dissuade us into believing that their black love does not exist. You can listen to the brothers and sisters on this phone. You can look at the brothers and sisters marching for Black Lives Matter. That's love. Love is there. Love is omnipresent in the with black that. community within the black family. So when you hear someone say that there's no black love, you you stand them up real quick and give examples of black love. If there was no black love, there'd be no caring, no empathy, no sympathy. So we have black love. We just need those who do not love blacks to change their mindset. Because we love ourselves, and we will always love ourselves. And if, if, if those who don't believe that it exists, just look at our survival. Blacks, Africans, African Americans, black have existed from the beginning of man, and we continue to live because we love ourselves. We will not lay down. We will stand up forever. So black love exists. We are love incarnate. All right. 
Black love exists. I think that, that we, we, we agree, uh, but uh, we are really pushing our leaders, uh, especially on the continent, uh, with that love to translate into uh, having to provide uh, health care for their people, especially education. Uh, we need a little bit more. Yeah. Can I yeah. contribute Go ahead. Yeah, I want to, to briefly touch upon Ethiopia. I, that's that's one of the African countries I'm most intimate with and know very well. I've traveled there several times and stayed there for a while. Uh, I'm very impressed with Abiy Ahmed, the president of Ethiopia. Very impressed with him. And the situation they're dealing with, having rooted out the TPLF, is very interesting to understand what we have seen here. The TPLF was basically a client for the United States government to destroy that country, break it up into pieces. Because Ethiopia never had ethnic conflict like that. They never had that. And I remember when the TPLF came into power, how the people were saying a Rwanda was going to be created there. And what we have to ask ourselves about the United States and the Western powers do they have, I know the answer, do they have people working in their interests in these countries to make sure that they're divided? Now, there was a massacre the other day in Ethiopia, in the western part. Mm-hmm. The small group, the small ethnic group, the small ethnic group murdered Amhara people, over 200. I mean, they were burning them, from what I understand the report. Now, that's something, somebody's being trained and indoctrinated to do this thing, just like in Rwanda. We know Rwanda was a foreign, it was a development by European missionaries and colonial interests over time to instill in the minds of people to look at the other person like the enemy. And we have got to understand and study these things. Ethiopia is on the verge of a great industrial project, that grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam that will completely energize Ethiopia and sell electricity to other African countries, that is something the Western powers won't, don't want a black country to do. And now they're demonizing that man. A lot of the stories in the press are lies, and it is, we see when African countries try to do something positive for themselves, these same people who preach democracy come in and create problems. The, the leader of Ethiopia is a very, they just opened up a highway with Kenya in the south of Ethiopia, all the way to Addis Ababa. That eastern African region is going to boom. Okay. Um... So we know, we, we know, uh, we have uh, all these uh, influences which come, uh, we doesn't want us to uh, to come together. Uh, but we have to have even our own standing um, before the enemy comes in to uh, confuse us. We should have our own standing uh, to, to, defend, to defend ourselves. Thank you, uh, everyone. Uh, for joining this uh, Christmas. Uh, it's been a tough, 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 tough year, but out of this tough year, we have uh, all these uh, nice uh, stories uh, to, to tell.
Yeah, so join us next uh, Saturday. We're probably going to look at in Kwanzaa. Bring a lot of stories, uh, Brother Warren, uh, next uh, Saturday, and, and uh, Dr. Patrick. Will meet, uh, uh, I think that is when they are going to be closing the celebrations. Uh, so let's uh, come uh, next uh, uh, Saturday and close. I don't know if it is going to be the close. Is that going to be the close of the, the Kwanzaa celebration, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Brother Warren? Next. Uh, the Next last day is the seventh. Uh, uh, January first would be the principle of Imani, which means faith. So that would be the last day. So when we meet Saturday, we can still talk about the development of it and and how it's being celebrated in practice. Uh, you know. Yeah. Invite a friend. Uh, those guys from the continent to come and listen to this. Uh, there's some uh, story we need uh, to hear. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a good weekend. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Dr. Kasoso will be calling you. We are going to have a powerful uh, live event. Um, yourself, Musha, and Laura Miti, uh, we're going to be going live. And everyone who, who wants to join us, we really need to start pushing this narrative back home. Uh, that nonsense has to end. So I'll give you a call anyway. We'll talk about it. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you so much.
Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 